Hello and welcome to another episode of Time Spot on the Beat with me Fadli from the New Straits Times Sports Desk. Today we have another very special guest with us, uh, YB Lim Yi Wei, who was recently elected as a Selangor Rugby President, and I believe she's also the first uh, woman president in any rugby association in Malaysia. So welcome to the studio, YB. How yeah. are you? I'm great. Thanks for having me today. All right. So just um, we start with some background first. Um, I heard about you a few years ago from our, our mutual friend uh, Tan Tiam Jin, TJ, who is uh, the strong, silent type who, who works very hard <laughs> behind the scene. He doesn't like publicity. But if you're hearing this, TJ, thank you for all your contributions. So uh, TJ told me about uh, how you helped uh, Selangor mm. Rugby get some funds for mm. Sukma and mm. some other programs as well. And then uh, last weekend, uh, TJ told me that you're the new Slamour Rugby <laughs> president. So I just want to ask you, f- first of all, mm. uh, what compelled you to run for Slamour Rugby president? Uh, well, I think it was a sort of a natural course of action in a way. Uh, because as the AGM was uh, looming up, um, what TJ did say to me was, look, you're already doing... Uh, you're already carrying some of the responsibilities that a president should carry. So uh, why don't we put your name in and uh, let's see how things go. You know, let's see if we can get the trust of the member clubs. So here we are. Uh, it's interesting to note that you want uncontested. So before the AGM, you already spoke to some of the clubs and got their feedback before you proceeded? Uh, it was more on TJ's side, to oh, be TJ. honest. Yeah, right. yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, so like, um, what are your plans moving forward for Selangor Rugby? Because uh, Selangor Rugby uh, were very strong in the past and also still strong today, but uh, maybe you have a, a new vision for Selangor? Um, so one of the first few things that we are looking to, I mean, uh, it's part of the calendar every year that we're looking to focus on is the organisation of uh, Liga KRS and also our participation in Piala Agong. So these two uh, will, you know, take a significant block of time. Um, preparations are already ongoing. So in addition to that, uh, we will be looking for funding and sponsorship. Uh, we are quite thankful to uh, MSN Slangor and also MBI, Menteri Besar Incorporated Slangor for providing funds for us. Uh, but of course, we are looking for corporates who would like to chip in and you know support a very exciting sport. Uh, besides that, uh, we want to increase the development on the grassroots level. So this means um, through the MSS uh, with schools uh, and capacity building, uh, not just in terms of players, but also like referees and coaches. So teaching the teachers how to be coaches for rugby. So basically uh, propping up the whole ecosystem yes, for Selangor Rugby. Yes. Yeah? So something I want to bring up is maybe people don't know why be very multi-talented, used to play rugby herself as well in uh, university. <laughs> maybe you can tell us uh, how that experience was for you? Um, it was, I would say like maybe a bit of youthful impulsiveness. So um, I did my degree at the Hong Kong University of Science and Technology. I uh, studied business major in finance. So around my second year, around spring semester, um, they already had a men's uh, team, but they decided to form a women's team. So one of my friends said to me, hey, you, you know, why don't you join us for practice? Because we know you're quite a fast runner. So I thought, hey, why not? You know, it sounds fun. And uh, I got into it, but I have to admit that I was not a very good player, as you can see partially because of my size. I mean, small people can become good rugby players, but the problem I have is I'm small and I'm light. So, uh, you know what they say, uh, you know, in Batman versus the Joker, when an unstoppable force meets an immovable object. Yeah, that's when injuries happen. Um, So, I had a couple of injuries. 
including a torn ligament which uh, put me in crutches uh, for about six weeks, uh, not counting physiotherapy. And I also broke my cheekbone, but hopefully I'm looking normal today. Um, so after a while, I decided that, yeah, you know, I kind of have to like get to studies and I kind of have to get to work. So I decided to stop playing rugby, but... I think uh, rugby is one of those sports where if you play it, it's kind of hard to forget. You know, it's very exciting and I miss uh, the training sessions. I miss the explosive uh, speed, the explosive energy that you have as a player. And uh, it's also a very intellectual game. You know, you're always uh, running forward, but you have to throw the ball backwards. So you're thinking a lot at the same time and you have to avoid the other team coming towards you. Uh, It's actually a very intellectual, quick thinking game. Um, So... When I came back to Malaysia and became an adun uh, for Kampung Tunku, someone who knew that I had that background in rugby connected me to TJ and the Slangor Women's team. Yeah. Okay, sorry, I just have to ask you about that knee ligament and uh, fracture in cheekbone. Is that? Yeah, was it was that a, from rugby? a foot ligament. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, yeah, can, yeah. can you? Uh, was that two different uh, incidents? Two different incidents. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. So yeah. let's go with the first one, the the ankle ligament. Mm. So. Do you remember what happened? Uh, bad tackle. Yeah. It was a bad, bad tackle. tackle. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. And the and the uh, f- sorry, fractured chief cheekbone. Uh, someone's hate came into my face. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So, uh, did you get any backlash like from your parents like, like why are you playing rugby all this? Oh, uh, actually, I don't recommend this to uh-huh. to students who want to join rugby. But I actually hit. Uh, the fact that I was playing rugby for the whole semester from them. Oh, yeah. Yeah, so okay. the ligament one uh, happened when uh, obviously I was still in university mm-hmm. and I kind of uh, hit it all the way until the el- mm-hmm. end of the semester. So what did you tell your parents? You you slipped down the stairs or what? No, uh, actually yeah. I didn't tell them anything. Tell I just told them at the end of the semester. Oh, okay. Yeah, because my grades had dropped a little bit because oh. of the injuries. I was like, yeah, you know, I kind of dropped my grades because okay. this happened and uh, obviously I got a lot of scolding on Zoom. La. I mean Skype. Oh, okay. Yeah, that time Skype. Oh, okay. yeah. Alright, so um, yesterday I attended uh, Sam Dabi's Women and Girls in Sport Forum which uh, YB Hana mm. attended, minister, Sports Minister. So just want to ask you from a, a women perspective, uh, how are you looking to raise the standard of the women's game I mean, starting from Slangor. So uh, the women's team in Slangor is slightly newer. I would say it... Uh, came properly together around 2017 but they have shown quite a bit of potential and also commitment. Some of the girls come from other sports like uh, sepak takraw or bola jaring. Um, So what we want to do is to be able to grow the pool uh, of girls playing rugby and uh, we are working towards actually our long list uh, for Soma. But I think as you know, being a woman and the president of the rugby union, um, obviously I'll be going to promote you know rugby as a sport that uh, young women can learn and enjoy from. So I just want to move on to another topic, which is uh, a problem for all sports in Malaysia, mm. sponsorship, mm. securing sponsorship. Mm. I mean, besides uh, probably the biggest uh, associations like FAM and BAM, other associations are finding, mm. NSAs, like, NSAs are finding it quite hard to get sufficient mm-hmm. sponsorship but for state level associations I presume it's even tougher uh, problem but what are your views on this YB and how are you going to help Slangor get the sponsorship they need right so uh, like I mentioned earlier uh, we're obviously very thankful to you know KBS MSN Slangor and MBI Slangor for contributing quite significantly to us 
Um, the other thing that I have proposed in Sidang Dewan and spoken to to our current exco of uh, sports, our Slango exco of sports, uh, YB Nachwan Halimi, is to actually get GLCs and maybe even local councils to adopt one or two sports to jadi macam bapa angkat. So we did have the experiment last Sukma where uh, the 12 local councils uh, each took on several sports. So rugby was put under Majlis Mandaraya Subang Jaya. So they gave uh, our men's and women's teams uh, both financial contributions and also they sponsored the t-shirts and all. But of course, we want to be able to take that further. So taking that further could include, you know, just providing buses for them to go to tournaments. And of course, uh, the GLC side is, you know, what we want them to use the profits that they made to dedicate to the growth of uh, smaller sports outside of football and badminton. So those are still under consideration. So that's actually not a new concept. Uh, previously in the 80s, uh, we had uh, big companies like the banks mm-hmm. sponsoring rugby, mm-hmm. everybody adopting one sport mm-hmm. each and then mm-hmm. hockey and all that. Yeah. So you think that's the right way to go? To go? It is one of, the ways, one, of the ways. Uh, one of the ways. But I do know, so I think Japan... They had this system for softball or baseball, I remember, and there were some issues with the sustainability. I see, yeah. yeah, especially when the Japanese uh, companies themselves wanted to create their own leagues. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Alright. Actually, they do that for rugby as well, mm. I think, in Japan. But uh, so, uh, YB, um, can we move on to a bit of issue, lah? Okay. Mm. So recently, you probably heard about the issue raised by Sabah Rugby Union about uh, Malaysia Rugby and the, the embezzlement case they had before this and, and questioning some of their governance and all that. So just want to get your views on, on this particular issue, YB. Okay, so first of all, I have to clarify that I was not at the AGM for uh, Malaysia Rugby. But from what I understand that uh, there have been certain steps taken and uh, while the investigation is still going on at the police level, uh, Malaysia Rugby was allowed to conduct its AGM. So we have a new set of uh, exco office bearers. I think uh, Sabah Rugby is entitled to feel what it feels. La, and we respect that. It's uh, I think a very serious reminder la, to all of us uh, managing at the state level to make sure that our finances are done properly. And uh, this is something that I said to uh, TJ also before accepting this. I said, you, you know, you've got to make sure your finances are all in order, there are all the records because, mm-hmm. uh, you know, very frankly, if something happens, I will really gonna as a politician, like, yeah, because of the, the present uh, perception of, you know, politicians in sports, usually not a good thing. Yeah. Yeah, that's, a, that's another topic, you know, um, previously, uh, a lot of people against politicians coming mm-hmm. and holding positions mm-hmm. in NSAs. Mm-hmm. Like, mm-hmm. So, what is your view on this? Because we have, uh, we've had so many politicians you mm-hmm. know, leading NSAs and so on. Mm-hmm. Well, I think the bare minimum is they should know about the spot that they are entering in. Yeah, this is where maybe the the board uh, of directors or ex-co's have to uh, have quite a firm resolve uh, mm. that, you know, not anyone with a title should be allowed to barge in there. Must know at least something about the spot. Yeah. Or either they're bringing in a lot of money. Yeah, yeah that depends on, on, on you know, uh, what level the associations are comfortable with. Yeah. That's true. I think uh, the general... Practice has been like very often uh, NSAs are given uh, the president's spot is you know filled up by some politician or somebody mm. with strong 
connections to bring in the money mm-hmm. and uh, you know the guys who are actually running the show on the ground people like TJ <laughs> <laughs> doing all the all the mm-hmm. hard work and all that mm-hmm. but they, they they are the ones there mm-hmm. to to get the money in mm-hmm. but that goes back to the same issue of the sponsorship you know mm-hmm. getting sponsorship mm-hmm. in uh, western countries do, do you think this happens also i'm sure there are issues um but i think what i want to emphasize also with regards to like finding funding and, and how we manage uh, the slango rugby union is that uh, I want to do it as a team. Um, and, you know, we have spoken and I feel sufficiently supported uh, by the ex-co's. Uh, one of the things that I wanted to do also is to maybe uh, go around and speak to the club members first. Uh, so we get a bigger picture of, uh, uh, you know, how they feel, what do they need, how can we do better, yeah. Maybe I just want to move on to some of your background personal mm. life because I, okay, I did some googling like before okay. you came on. So I saw I saw a video you playing piano. Mm. I think you're playing autumn leaves. Is that that one? Some some jazz piece. Probably. Yeah. And uh, can you just tell us what else are you talented in besides rugby and piano? What else am I talented? Um, I used to paint quite a bit. I see. Yeah. All right. yeah. So um, is music also one of your passions? Uh, yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I played piano, quite a bit it, of piano w- w- and some or drums. Was it the parents forced you to play piano? Well, it started as parents forcing them, okay. but after that, it got fun. Yeah. Okay, yeah, yeah. <laughs> alright. So going back to the women in sports, I think maybe Hannah yesterday said very something very interesting. Like mm-hmm. she's mentioned that we have to change the way we think, forget our past experiences. As a girl growing up, she was told to not play in the hot sun, mm-hmm. and I mean, and because you you'll get dark and so on, and all these kind of uh, perceptions. Uh, so, what are your thoughts on that, Wibi? Um, I think it's a good message to to send out. Uh, but I feel like with this generation, so I think a lot of parents are open to you know their children, their daughters playing sports, and some see it as also a way of you know sort of maintaining like social class. Like for example, if your dad plays golf, he'll probably take you to play golf with him and tennis, uh, vice versa. Um, one of the messages that I would like to send is that uh, girls can play any sport they want to uh, participate in and we have to create safe spaces for them to experiment. Um, a space that is encouraging, supportive and harassment-free. So I'm going to give an example about uh, this uh, sports group that I engage with and have done events with. Um, it's a collective called Girls Chomskate and it was founded by a dad uh, to a young girl. Uh, his name is uh, Ying. So Ying uh, was a skateboarder himself. Uh, but uh, when he started taking out uh, his daughter to learn skating and also he was observing you know, some of the uh, female skateboarders within the skate park and all. Then he noticed that uh, some of the girls were a bit hesitant to join because uh, of uh, harassment sometimes from the boys, you know, catcalling and so on and so forth. So uh, that's why Ying, as a dad to a young girl, decided to form Girls Jome Skate. Uh, and we've collaborated before on International Women's Day to hold uh, girls only, girls and women only uh, skateboarding, rollerblading workshops. Yeah. So uh, one of the things so uh, that you know a value la, that I not terapkan la, in uh, slang or rugby union also is that uh, we do not tolerate harassment, yeah, mm. whether among males or females. So uh, this message also goes to the uh, male players. So if you feel like you're being harassed, I think uh, speak up, 
come to us. You know? mm-hmm. Yeah, I think uh, the issue of safety in sport, not only for girls, but mm. also for boys as well, has been raised uh, mm. a lot over the past few years. Mm. Uh, even in Malaysia, we have uh, already implemented the Safe Sport yes. Code, and uh, uh, we are still pushing for the Safe Sport mm. Act also. Mm. So um, this issue also is a uh, is a bit complicated. I give you an example why. Eh? Sometimes uh, you have a let's say you have a, a girl. Uh, athlete who alleges her coach did something to mm. her. But then, uh, after investigation by police and so on, the coach was found to be not guilty of mm. doing anything wrong. So, in this case, what, what do we do? So, your thoughts will be? Mm, well, then the coach has all opportunity to clear his name. Uh, mm. um, and I think the responsible thing also for the association to do uh, would also be to clear the name of the coach. Yeah. But I think... Uh, The more important thing is actually at the start of the complaint, mm-hmm. you know, um, believing the the complainant uh, and actually having the processes to to escalate. You know, if it's something like that can be settled internally. For example, like, let's say like kata kata kasar or something, mm-hmm. you know, and then somebody threw like a really, for example, racist word to another of the players. Um, that kind of thing can be taken uh, and I think handled internally. But if if it involves harassment, you know, abuse, mm. then of course it has to go to the police. So so that I think that starting point is the most important. Just hearing what the alleged victim has to say, mm-hmm. and making sure it is taken seriously. Yeah. Webby, do you uh, have you encountered any personal experiences uh, in terms of a- any form of harassment or abuse during your da- days playing sports or in school or either in university? Or have you heard about it from any of your friends? Uh, not so much for me. Uh, I would not. No, I wouldn't have said I experienced harassment. Um, our university rugby club was quite supportive. Uh. In fact, uh, when I got my ankle ligament torn uh, it was our uh, male captain whom I called to say Help, I really can't sleep it's 4 in the morning it's very painful please take me to the hospital oh, so, you didn't go yeah. immediately <laughs> yeah I didn't go immediately because we just thought it would be you know like just a sprain that kind of oh. thing yeah so uh, the club uh, I mean the university team was quite supportive um, but I also have to emphasize that I was very lucky to be raised in a family uh, which was quite gender neutral um, so I'm the oldest of three siblings I have a sister and a younger brother and my uh, parents insisted that we be able to do the same things as each other so you know my brother can cook mm-hmm. uh, my sister and I also can do DIY that kind of thing and they've never stopped us from playing sports so there's no stereotyping no no so I, I realized that privilege and that's why I want to send that message out also to both boys and girls Yeah. Uh, YB, since you're entering the world of sports now, mm. so I have to bring up uh, YB Hana. So, mm. have you ever uh, spoken to her before, or maybe she's given you uh, some advice or anything regarding sports? Uh, so far, not so much. Although uh, KRS has gone to see her, I did help make the connections. But I thought that time it would be good for them to just uh, meet her on her own. Mm. Uh, but after this, we will probably do a kunjungan uh, hormat lah to uh, YB Hana. Yeah. All right. I'm sure she'll be very excited to see you leading the association because I know it's very important to her, uh, women in sports mm-hmm. and girls in sports yeah. participation and all that. Mm-hmm. Okay, be going back to KRS, Agong's Cup is the most prestigious domestic 15th mm-hmm. competition mm-hmm. In, in Malaysian rugby. Lah. So Selangor, I haven't won it in a while, I think. Yeah, I no, think the last one, 2007. Yeah, it's, yeah. It's, been, it's been like more than a decade already. <laughs> So, I understand lah, I spoke to TJ uh, over the past few seasons. I mean, Selangor been uh, grooming new mm. 
new generation mm-hmm. of players mm-hmm. and all that. So this year's Agong Cup, still some way to go. Mm-hmm. End of the year. What are your hopes? Are you going to assemble a title challenging squad this year? Uh, we definitely hope so. Um, but we are also awaiting uh, guidelines from MRU because uh, apparently uh, they want to input a ruling that uh, says, you know, one year, uh, one league, one state. So that means if you if you play in Selangor, then you can't play in other states later on. One of the things I can frankly say uh, that Selangor has faced... Uh, for Piala Agong is uh, some of our good players get poached by other states. I see that, right. So if the MR ruling does come into place, mm-hmm. uh, we would actually welcome it mm-hmm. uh, because of course, you know, you spend money uh, training mm-hmm. and then suddenly you get poached yeah. by other states. Uh, sakit hati juga. So uh, that one is just uh, being proposed, is it? That rule that the player can only play for one state every year. Yeah, one one league, one state, uh, uh, one year. Yeah. Is, is that enforced already, or? Uh, as far as I know, not yet. Not yet. Yeah, okay, yeah. but they are mulling that, that mm-hmm, idea, mm-hmm. Okay, so you'll be for that. <laughs> I would support yeah, that. Okay. Yeah. How many players have been poached over the past few years? Oh, I don't have that number, unfortunately. Okay. Yeah. But I understand like, that's the that's the issue that we face in mm-hmm. Malaysian sports. Mm-hmm. Like it's not like you know pre- uh, football. Mm-hmm, People have to mm-hmm. play transfer fees. Mm-hmm. So the club. Recoups mm. some of the yeah. investment they made in the in the play and mm. probably profits a bit as well. Okay? Yeah. But in Malaysia, due to the lack of uh, financial support mm. for everyone, so mm-hmm. nobody can mm. afford that. Yeah, uh, one of the things that I want to do also uh, to to help player welfare, um, I've spoken to DJ before about holding like a sort of open family day, where uh, the players and their parents. Um, can come and you know maybe I have like my staff and also staff from the government agencies to help them register for the bantuan that they are eligible for uh, because we do know that some of the players come from B40 families and during the pandemic TJ also reached out to me mm-hmm. about uh, some very urgent cases to which I gave sumangan kewangan uh, but uh, from this open day what I want to do is uh, you know realising that sometimes a lot of people don't really know what are Selangor government's 46 initiatives Selangor Penyayang it's 46 mm-hmm. you know? um, so to, to register what they are eligible for so it will not solve all of their financial problems mm-hmm. but um, um, I want them to have the feeling at least that, you know, the state is behind mm. your son or daughter when they play for us and the state is also behind you. So most of your players, I presume, are students, is that right? Uh, some, yeah, some. You also have uh, players who are already in the workforce already? Mm-hmm, also, So they'll come after work and mm-hmm. train. Currently, where is the KRS, the home of KRS? Uh, it's in uh, Padang Astaka. Padang, yeah. Next to Cobra Club. Yes, uh, yes, I see. yes All right. Okay. Do you guys have like a office or anything? Uh, no, not proper, no. Not yet, okay, alright. So uh, every day the training is there? No, no, no. A uh, few days a week lah. Yeah. So maybe um, one more thing, going back to the women in sport uh, topic. I'm sure there, there are still a lot of uh, parents out there who will need some convincing before they let their daughters play rugby. <laughs> <laughs> so how do you plan to tackle this issue? Um, I would tell them that rugby is a very... Uh, character building sport mm. yeah it teaches discipline it teaches uh, willpower very quick thinking teamwork and thinking the camaraderie is uh, I feel like second to none other sports um, for example like some of our players uh, the parents 
they formed this unofficial group mm-hmm. called Parents Awesome Rugby. Mm-hmm. And uh, during uh, one of our recent uh, matches, um, they actually set up like gerai to sell mm-hmm. uh, makanan to raise more funds for the oh. you know the club and uh, the union and all. So that was quite touching for me, uh, you know, oh. that, that when your son or daughter uh, in this question like mm-hmm. joins a uh, rugby, she does not only become an athlete. But she also has a very strong support system. So th- that parents raising money for for their kids to play rugby. What were they selling actually? Uh, like uh, food lah, food, drinks, okay. that right. kind of thing. Yeah. Is that like a recurring thing every month they do? Uh? Um, when there are matches, uh, yeah, yeah, if there are big matches, yeah, liga matches, that kind of thing. So it's totally on their own initiative, but I find it very, uh, very touching, touching uh, yeah. that you know they they are just willing to go the mile. Yeah, because uh, you know in Malaysia this kind of thing is less common in the Western world. You know, people run the marathon and raise money for mm. something or do something like yeah. that. Right? Actually, in yeah. um, which year was it? It might be 2019 or 2020. Mm. I did a birthday fundraiser to raise money for. Oh. Uh, KRS also. Okay, yeah, it was right. a very small, short one, but I think mm. we raised about two thousand lebih ringgit. I said just you know, okay. give us like ten ringgit, twenty ringgit, it's okay lah. So, oh yeah, well, we raised about two thousand ringgit, which was fun. I guess okay. fun experiment. Birthday fundraiser. So yeah. whose birthday was it? My birthday. It was your birthday. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Right. So um, do you like do a lot of uh? Physical training, like today, lah. I mean, uh, after university days and all that, you already stopped rugby. So mm-hmm. you still like uh, work out and all that. Yeah, 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 yeah. But do you ever turn padang with the guys at KRS? Maybe just for um, touch rugby or something? No? no, so far I haven't. I mean, I have joined a bit of the girls' uh, mm-hmm. uh, warm up sessions and all. Um, but I feel like playing touch rugby after experiencing tackle rugby oh. is is uh, is too light yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> It's too light. Uh, but I just took up martial arts uh, mm. classes. I started a little bit um, before the pandemic, mm. and now I've gone back lah. Which bit. martial arts? Um, it's called Krav Maga. Oh, actually. okay. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. <laughs> okay, before we close this session, uh, I just want to ask YB if you have uh, any final thoughts you'd like to add. Well, I'm really excited. Thanks for having me. Um, looking forward to working with the team to make Slango Rugby great again. All right. Okay. Thank you so much, uh, YB Lim, for joining us today. Uh, this has been another episode of Time Spot on the Beat. Don't forget to tune in to the next episode on Audio Plus, Spotify, Google Podcast, and Apple Podcasts.